0: Welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I am your host. This is my podcast. And my guest today is Alexis Smart. Alexis is a homeopath and flower remedy practitioner. She's a creator of custom flower remedies, Alexis Smart Flower Remedies. Uh, find her on the World Wide Web at alexismart.com. Follow her on Instagram at Smart Flower remedies. She's one of the first people to create these combination flower remedy formulas and uh, have helped spread the word, and has made it a fashionable thing in the wellness world. She did it. She makes flower remedies cool, and I get to talk to her all about that. Um, How did I meet her? We met. I first became aware of Alexis because of a previous, a former Love Alexi podcast guest, Lacey Phillips, who, if you don't know, uh, is the founder of tobemagnetic.com. And Lacey is... uh, is like this manifestation guru, how to be your best self, um just expert who makes people better than they already are. Am I describing that correctly? Anyway, I went on the to be magnetic website and I, you know, I'd had Lacey on the show uh twice and I did all of her workshops and I got lost on her incredible website and I became aware of Alexis um you know she was featured on the website and is a big part of uh Lacey's world as well cuz Lacey loves and is fascinated uh and obsessed with Alexis Smart. So uh I became aware of Alexis and I was like, "Oh my god, not only does uh what she not only is she gorgeous and this like ethereal, beautiful, magnetic creature just to look at." I was like, "Wow, I want to get closer to her. She looks so cool. She's so glamorous and beautiful and exotic and interesting looking, you know, cuz I'm a I'm a, uh, I'm a snob. All right. I'm, uh, I, yeah, I'm, uh, okay. Anyway, um, I'm superficial and a snob sometimes when it comes to aesthetics. And, uh, I like what Alexis look like. Then I got into what she does with flower remedies and how helpful they are and, and all the just, uh, work she does. And I was like, I got, I got to talk to her i got to sit down with Alexis. So we made it happen. And uh, we talk about a million different things. Uh, we talk about just all of the different remedies and what they help with. and We talk about love, relationships, uh, depression. Yes, I have a tendency on this podcast to make the interviews about me and all the shit I'm going through. Sorry, you would do the same thing, all right? When you got a, a flower remedy guru in your presence and you can pick her brain about your life, you know... You're probably gonna do it. I did. I'm sorry. I know sometimes people have a problem with that. They're like, oh my God, Alexi just asked all about her life. It was just, you know, ugh. Well, yeah, I did. How dare you? This is my goddamn podcast. And I was going through a crisis that day. So, what I've been doing with this podcast, uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but this is what I've been doing. And I'm gonna tell you all about it. Uh, I've been banking episodes, which means I've been like recording a bunch of episodes with different people, with different guests in a row. And so I had a bunch of them. And so I recorded this podcast like months ago. And uh, at the time of the interview, the conversation I had with Alexis, I was going through it. I mean, when am I not going through it? Let's, uh, let's, let's be fair. right? right, let's call a spade a spade. But uh, I was particularly going through it that day. I was having an emotional crisis, all this stuff. And, uh, and that's when I found myself tucked away in, uh, in the Hollywood Hills, in the, in the canyons of Laurel, uh, with Alexis in a beautiful house, just staring into her gorgeous heart-shaped face. And, uh, you know, I needed her to rescue me for myself with her kind words, uh, her empathy and her flower remedies. And she did. So, you know, pardon me for being a little bit selfish. I was in need, you know, We mentioned this on the podcast, but suffering leads to searching, and I was suffering and searching, found her, and then I've opened it up to you guys, so I hope you enjoy this conversation because I think there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of it. Um, And what else can I tell you? Uh, There's a bit of confusion in the middle of the podcast or towards the end when when we're talking about her flower remedies, and I want to clear that up now in the intro. If you go to her website... Uh, alexissmart.com and you purchase a flower remedy or two or 10 that pertain to you and whatever you need them for, uh, I want to make it clear, you can drink coffee when taking her flower remedies because there's a part of the podcast where it makes it seem like you can't have mint or drink coffee with her flower remedies. That is incorrect. So if you were going to get, get confused, I'm eliminating that confusion right now. All right. Um, Her flower remedies do not interfere with medication or any other healing modalities. They're safe to take during pregnancy. They're great for highly sensitive people. So just calm your mind, get into the remedies, and fucking relax. Anyway, I did, and uh, I love them. So there are a million other things I want to tell you about this week. Uh, First and foremost, I got offered $5,000 to uh, send some guy on the internet pictures and video of my feet. And I'm a very open-minded person. Uh, first of all, I also really like money. Money is like, oh, great, it really makes you uh, stress less. It's nice to pad your bank account with money so you don't have to fear uh, going, you know, not being able to pay your bills and whatnot. I don't have to explain this to you. So this guy on the interweb uh, via Instagram offered me, yeah, $5,000 for photos of my feet and video and, uh, and I'm fine with it. I have a wiki feet page. I have lots of friends who have foot fetishes. I don't give a fuck. You know, I wouldn't send videos of me like masturbating to somebody or, uh, you know, not even my own boyfriend. I wouldn't do that. Uh, who would I? Maybe I probably wouldn't. I don't know. I will cross that bridge when we get there. I, it's not going to happen in this relationship. Um, that's not the kind of relationship we have. Some kind of tawdry, bizarre, no judgment. Anyway, um, I wouldn't do that. But it's just my feet, my long, beautiful, pedicured feet that I pumice on a regular basis. You want to pay me for those? That's fine. I have a wiki feet page on the internet. Yeah, it's fine. You know, if my face is not in a photo with my feet that, you know, you're jerking off to, I'm fine with it. Okay? But I have been jerked around. I mean... Yeah. Anyway, I've been jerked around many a time on Instagram with people being like, "Oh, I want, I want photos of your feet. I'm going to give you money for it." Where I'm like, "What are you? Okay, that's cool. Wait, are we doing this? Are you just trying to like get me to talk about my feet with you for a long time and just fuck with me?" Um, That's happened a bunch, and I I can be very naive about that and waste way too much time uh, with a back and forth with somebody on Instagram. So it happened yet again. It just happened yesterday, and it started. It was still going on today. Where this person is like, okay, so here is the deal. How are we gonna do this? Oh my god! Okay, here is the list of criteria of what you want to send me. Uh, I'll I'll ven- Venmo you the money, and I was like, is this because I would just be so like shocked, happily shocked if this really happened. But uh yeah, this person just jerked me around, and you know, knock on wood, this person still might do this. Pay me five thousand dollars for photos of my feet. I do not believe it at all. But I've uh, I've wasted enough time going back and forth with this person on Instagram. So annoying! Please don't let me ever do this again. This happened like a year ago, and I was like, never again. I can't believe it. Am I just too naive? But I I know weird things happen. My entire life, people have been offering me offering me money to uh, either massage my feet or take. Anyway, you don't need to know about all this. But that's what's going on uh, as of late. In the last, you know. Uh, few hours of my life and side note of a side note another thing that happened this week that was shocking is uh, I was on Instagram what else is new we're all addicted to it I would like to stop being so addicted to it but I you know uh, I was at brunch at a new place in Los Feliz in California with my boyfriend uh, it was our 13 month anniversary if that's an anniversary that exists he went to the bathroom. I did that normal probably just to wash his hands cuz he's not disgusting. He went to the men's room. Uh, you know, I did that thing where he went to the men's room, uh, I wait till he can't see me, I took my phone out. I can't stand it when people do this. I just feel like can't you just be alone for a second with your thoughts and people watch? I can't stand it when he does this to me or if he takes his phone out to check Instagram while I'm off at the ladies in the ladies room. Maybe I'm I'm a control freak and that's why I don't like it, but anyway, and yet here I am doing it. Pull out my phone. You know, because I'm just a person living my life. I'm not perfect uh I need to just relax sometimes uh and the first post that comes up is a girlfriend of mine you know we haven't we, we don't talk all the time she's girlfriend I, I love her she's a she's a friend she posts uh, a cute photo of herself. I think it was a boomerang if if we have to be specific here of her looking very cute, shimmying in a dress. And she says, you know, heartbreak doesn't mean you can stop working, you know, whatever. I'm like, heartbreak? What is she talking about? Heartbreak? She's married with two kids. Her husband is a hunk. He's like a movie star guy. Uh, he's he's like always, to me, been one of the good ones where I'm like, wow, if she can do it, she's dating this movie star guy. They're married. They've got a great family. He's trustworthy. She's gone through so much in her life. Like, you know, happiness can exist. You can trust people. You can have a happy ending. And then I go to her previous post because I'm like, I got to get to the bottom of this and do some detective work. And she posted the fact that her husband cheated on her and she tagged him and the girl that he cheated on her with, this redheaded actress. Uh, He cheated on her. I couldn't believe it. So I DM her. I go, what the fuck happened? She's like, yeah, he's been cheating on her uh, on cheating on me with her since December. It's now March. He was gaslighting me. And I was like, fuck, I can't believe it. What? You know, my heart was breaking because I was just, you know, I just don't want her to be unhappy. I didn't want this to happen to her. I hate it. She's had a lot of bad luck in relationships. I should just give you her Instagram information so you can go find it yourself. She's not like, this is a secret. She posted on her our, on our social media. It's been picked up by the press. Uh, her name is Di, uh, Di Gata. I'm Probably mispronouncing her last name. That's how good a friend she is to me. But how dare you? I never say her last name to her. I never have any real reason to say her last name out loud, just in the silence and the quiet of my mind. Her now ex-husband, because she just filed for divorce, is this guy on his Instagram handle is LMG, E-L-E-M-G-Y, I believe. He he cheated on her with a girl named Sarah Sarah Hayward or Sarah Hay. Who knows? Whatever. I'm giving you the all the wrong information, kind of, but. Uh, I was shocked, but I fucking love that She put him on blast on Instagram. It was so exciting. And then I was like, how the fuck did you find out that he was cheating on you? She was like, private investigator. And I'm thinking, wow, private investigator. That is fucking badass. And, uh, I've supposed, I'm supposed to have retired that word because people don't like that word anymore. But uh, that's all I can come up with right now. What a fucking badass she is. A while ago, months and months ago, I, I interviewed um, I interviewed a relationship guru advisor uh, whose name escapes me. I feel like the Zoloft is making my short-term memory not great. Very, very annoying that my memory has been lapsing. By the way, i got to ask Alexis... Flower Remedies and Zoloft. I'm on Zoloft. I got back on antidepressants because on this episode months ago, I was weaning off my antidepressants. I'm not even depressed. I'm just suffering from anxiety and PTSD and OCD, which is why I went back on the Zoloft. and It's really calmed me down, made me less reactive and just be able to take a beat and um, not react so quickly and just be able to like hear what people are saying to me in a moment that normally I'd go into survival mode and, and just like freak out and feel like I need to be very, very defensive and reactive. Anyway, um, I'd like to think I can take the flower remedies and be on Zoloft. But anyway, it's, it's hurting my, uh, my memory, I think. Or maybe I just think it's hurting my memory. Anyway, the woman I interviewed, I'm remembering now, her name is Pat. I can't remember her last name. Look it up. Anyway, she told me, that if I ever felt like I was being cheated on, that I should never go through a boyfriend's phone, that that's a rookie mistake. Don't do that because it makes me look fucking crazy. Instead, you should hire a private investigator, a detective. And I thought she was joking, but she was like, no, I'm serious. Um, yeah. Hire an investigator. And I was like, okay, it's very expensive, but... All right. If I ever felt that way, I guess that's that's the way to do it. And Di, thats the woman who uh, whose husband cheated on her, who put it all on her social media. So I'm just saying it because it's out there. It's in the it's in the news. Die uh, hired a a PI, fucking taking charge of her life and and getting to the bottom of things and following her gut. That's another thing. He was gaslighting her. You know, I assume she was like, "Is everything okay? What's going on? Something feels off." And he was like no, you're crazy. Everything's fine. What are you talking about? Always follow your gut. Anyway, so that was shocking. So I'm sorry she's going through this, but I'm fucking glad she put them on blast. That's exciting and liberating. And, uh, I don't know. I only want good things for her and her her kids and for everything to be okay. So, um, but what else can I tell you? I don't know. A lot of things happened this week. I should just get to the podcast, but, uh, I do want to say a few things. Oh, my God. I watched so much TV. I was just like a consumer of content this week. I saw Harmony Corinne's Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey and Isla Fisher. I liked it a lot. I loved it. Uh, I was like, it was just about a, a selfish, debaucherous guy living his life. you go on a ride with him with Matthew McConaughey. I, I love Matthew McConaughey. I'll watch anything he's in. Uh, I don't think everybody loved this movie, but... Uh, It was just, it was beautifully shot. Uh, The acting was great. It was funny. It's kind of like this montage. It's almost like just a music video montage because all this shit is going on with music playing. There's a great montage where Is That All There Is, is playing and uh, Isla Fisher and Matthew McConaughey are dancing and it's this beautiful sequence and I won't spoil the movie, but I think you should see it. I think it's a great movie. Uh, I don't like it as much as Spring Breakers, um, but I thought it was great. Matthew McConaughey, just what a dreamboat. If you haven't seen Magic Mike, what are you, living under a rock? That is very sexy. A great movie. Anyway, so I saw Beach Bum. I watched uh, Brie Larson's Unicorn Store. I watched Us. I watch Free Solo. I saw the new Twilight Zone, two episodes of Jordan Peele's new Twilight Zone that he's doing. I had a lot of Jordan Peele happening this week with us and uh, his Twilight Zone show. And there's one episode, the first episode with, uh, who's who's the star of it? I can't remember his name. I, I blame the Zoloft. Um, it's about a comedian talking and who kind of like sells his soul uh, in order to reach a ton of success. Uh where instead of just telling jokes he shares about his own his personal life and every spoiler alert spoiler alert for the first episode of the new Twilight Zone uh, the episode is about how when he reveals uh, you know the truth and what's going on in his personal life he kind of he gives it away and it goes away it disappears Um, I don't know if this makes sense but uh, it was just like an interesting, an interesting episode because it's something that I struggle with, and I think comedians struggle with. when you share your personal life, it's not your own anymore. You, you give it to other people, and, uh, and it's something you have to find the balance of, because I know that for me, I've got, to, I've got to strike a balance between sharing about my love life, because if I treasure my love life and I want it to and I want to. Be precious with it and uh not I, i've got to i've got to be aware of how much I share of my own personal life, because all of a sudden when you put it out into the ether, other people have an opinion on it uh it becomes theirs it's like a story it's just not it's not private anymore and uh and you put your personal life in jeopardy and uh it changes. It changes uh what you're going through and uh your private life anyway. And that's neither here nor there. I'm all over the place here uh but I consumed a lot of television and films. Uh, I watched A Quiet Place, finally. I had no idea what that was going to be about with uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. I thought it was very cozy and sweet that they made a movie together. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. It was fine, but, you know, it did well. Will there be a sequel? I don't know. It only came out uh, an eon ago, and now I'm talking about it as if it's uh, hot news, hot off the press. I also um, got into this conversation with my boyfriend about, uh, I think I I made him watch an episode of the Kardashians. Okay. I did it. I love all the Real Housewives shows. I love Vanderpump Rules. I love everything Bravo. All right. I love a lot of reality television. I prefer all the Bravo TV shows, uh, Inside the Bravo Clubhouse with Andy Cohen, the Real Housewives shows, Vanderpump uh, and all that. I prefer that to the Kardashians, but I got into this, this most recent uh, season of the Kardashians. There's only been two episodes so far because Kanye is very present in the season now. He's like in the, in the confessionals and whatever. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I get to a little, a little more of Kanye. I'm already over it. But talking about the Kardashians and, and you know, not making or forcing, but, you know, uh, having my boyfriend watch an episode made us have a conversation about the difference between British reality TV. And American reality TV. Now, while he does admit, so he doesn't like the Kardashians because he's like, you know, it's just this bullshit show with all these girls with all this fake, you know, all these fake faces and whatever who look crazy having FaceTime conversations, not doing anything, Just, just a bunch of people in cars or getting their makeup done having phone calls via FaceTime. And he's not wrong, all right? I get it. But Vanderpump and Real Housewives, they're doing stuff. There are storylines, they're having conversations, there are parties, they're trying new things. That's more interesting to watch, I believe. It's a, it's a better made show. It's more interesting. Um, but then he was like, okay, but you got to watch some British TV reality television. So all of a sudden, I dove into a show called Made in Chelsea and The Only Way is Essex. Now, I prefer Made in Chelsea. It's like the British equivalent uh, of Vanderpump Rules. Or Real Housewives, I, I say more Vanderpump Rules, uh, and then the only way is Essex, which is called Towie. is kind of like it's it's like a, the, the trash the trash version of uh, Made in Chelsea. It's like trash people living their trash lives. Uh, that's more that's like Vanderpump Rules too, but even trashier. Um, and I'm addicted. I fucking love British reality TV now. So what I've decided to do is move Kardashians off the plate. There's no time for that. I don't know how I'm going to live my life, do this podcast. No wonder I, I can't come out with this podcast uh, on a weekly basis and I, I, I lapse my podcast episodes. I'm watching too much bullshit TV and now I'm fucking into British reality television. I mean, just, what have I done, sold my soul to the devil? Anyway, but I'm just excited about my new uh, addiction. I don't do drugs, but I watch a lot of shit television. And now I'm, uh, you know, and now I'm going international with my uh, with my viewing, my trash TV viewing. I also went to Barnsdall, uh, which is a place in Los Angeles this week. I can't believe I've never been there. It's in, is it Los Feliz or Silver Lake? I don't know, but it's a, a Frank Lloyd Wright house you can go uh, take a tour of, and there's a, 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 a gallery, a museum that you can walk around in with a really cool exhibit, uh, and then an area where there's a view of Hollywood and the Hollywood sign and the observatory, and just like Los Angeles, and you can sit on the grass and sit out in the sun and have a picnic, and it's this beautiful spot that you can go to for free. Uh, it costs money to go to the museum and take a tour of the house, but it's like 14 bucks, $7 a person. But it's this beautiful spot in Los Angeles. I was born and raised here. I didn't even know it existed. I think I did at one point, but I never made a point to go. Uh, And I finally went on Sunday, and it was fucking beautiful, and just made me love Los Angeles, made me love Tinseltown even more. I can't believe it. You know, we got Malibu, we got uh, Barnsdall, we have the Self Realization Center uh, in the Pacific Palisades, and uh, there's just so many beautiful spots. Laurel Canyon, the Canyon Country Store. We got the desert, the ocean. Los Angeles is just fantastic. I didn't know this uh, this episode is sponsored by Los Angeles. Anyway, um, what else can I tell you? I got to wrap this up because we got to throw us over to the episode. Um, I'm going to tell you all the pertinent podcast info that needs to be said. If you like this podcast, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. Uh, It really does help me grow the show. And uh, to advertise on the Love Alexi podcast, send emails for advertising inquiries to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. The Love Alexi podcast is an independent, listener-supported show, so if you want to donate to the show, that would be incredibly appreciated. You can donate to this podcast via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. Any and all donations are very much appreciated. And uh, we should be friends on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. I am throwing another Girls' Night In event. Uh, it's coming up uh, coming up uh, the final Saturday, the last Saturday in April. Uh, all that information is on my Instagram, uh, Venmo, $25 to add Alexi Wasser. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. on Saturday, April 27th. And uh, it's girls only. It's like a gathering for women who you know want to make new friends, or it's basically like a group therapy session in a living room in a very cozy, curated living room. Uh, girls, whoever you are, women, girls, ladies, whoever you are, uh, whatever you're going through, it's an opportunity for women to get together, make new friends, laugh, share your feelings. It's like an Al Anon meeting, but there are cocktails, cocktails, conversation, mingling, and an opportunity for new friendship. Uh, it will take place in Los Angeles uh, at a private residence uh, to be announced. So if you're interested in coming and you're going to be in Los Angeles, the final Saturday, the last Saturday in April, please buy a ticket to secure your spot. They're so cozy. I host them and uh, they're just the most cozy, cathartic, loving, kind gatherings. And uh, already, girls have made friends, uh, formed friendships at the last Girls' Night Inn in March And they went on to, you know, to go to Angela Trimber. I don't know if you know who Angela Trimber is. She's one of my girlfriends, and uh, she threw a dance party event. She's, like, the head of the L.A. Municipal Dance Squad. Uh, If you don't follow them, follow them on on, uh, Instagram. And two girls who met and became friends in my girls' night in went on to go to this dance party that Angela threw. So it's just, like, really wonderful to see, like, you know, girls have started bands, you know, uh, have formed bands after meeting at a girls' night in. So it's just very cool that uh, to to host these get-togethers uh, because really beautiful things come from them. So I would love to see you at the next girls' night in. And I also offer if you want a one-on-one session with me, if you want a big sister session, I offer these therapy sessions called big sister sessions. I now offer them to men and women. Uh, click the link in my bio at Alexi Wasser on Instagram it's these sessions are an hour long session via Skype. So wherever you are in the world, um, you and I can connect one-on-one. Tell me about everything you're going through. It is like a therapy session. And, uh, and I leave you with, I listen and I also give you action steps and tools to help you through anything and everything you're going through, whether it's, you know, love, sex, dating, relationships, family issues, career confusion. Uh, if you're going through something with friends, um, or you're just unhappy. You know, I'm talking lots of men and women. I've, I, you know, I, I only used to give them to girls. Now I've introduced these sessions and made them available to men. And it's really such a beautiful thing because, you know, I'm realizing, oh, men have feelings too. They're lovely. They're people as well. They're going through stuff too. And uh, it's been really nice to, like, make all these new friends, meet all these new people, and really see the transformation that they go through after we have sessions, you know, I have a lot of return, repeat um, little sisters and little brothers uh, calling calling me and, uh, and seeing that, you know, that their life improves and they get happier and God, everybody's just going through something. And so, um, you know, and so it's nice to have an opportunity to try to hold their hand through it. So if you feel like you would like a big sister session with me, click the link in my bio on Instagram at Alexi Wasser to schedule one. And uh, and I look forward to talking to you. And if you can't do a session um, on the time frames that are available that are listed on the website, you can always email me at dearlovealexi at gmail.com and uh, we can figure out a nighttime session or a weekend session. Um, so there you have all the information. And uh, right now I'm just going to throw us over to my lovely conversation with the beautiful, gorgeous, talented homeopath and flower remedy practitioner, guru goddess, Alexis Smart. Okay. Test the mic. Two. Check. Check. (laughs) What's sibilance? Why'd you say that?
1: Sibilance is like a word they use to, because of the S's. Sibilance Sibilance is a lot
0: of S's. Siblings. So you can see if you get like that
1: hissy sound.
0: It's working. Oh my God. Mm. Podcasting with Alexis Smart. Hi. Um, all right. So, God, where do we start? You guys, have been talking for about an hour straight before yeah. we're actually podcasting, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm sure a of that will trickle into this podcast, but uh, okay. So I want your life story. How did this all happen? Okay. <laughs> Alexis Smart Flower Remedies. You're the flower remedy girl. Is this wrong? This is correct. This is correct. So how, okay. If you were at a party, and somebody comes up to you and they're like, "Hey, you know, what do you do?" It's a typical oh cliche, God. tinsel down question. Oh, and also keep the mic as close to your mouth as possible. Hello. Perfect. So I don't, I don't want to miss any uh, gold. Um, what would you say to a person who asks you what you do? Like, how do you explain your? I have trouble every time. You I do? Come
1: up, yeah, I usually say I'm a homeopath and I have a company. I make flower remedies. And they go. Is that aromatherapy? And like a no, it's like a healing modality. I make tinctures and and then they usually stop asking questions or they ask
0: a lot. Okay, or they ask too many. Yeah. Um, how did you even get into this? Because we were talking before about how you and I were both with the same commercial agency. Mm-hmm. Um, were you born and raised in LA? I was born in Toronto, Canada. Born in Toronto. Raised in LA. Oh, wow. From how old?
1: Like when, when did you come over to LA? Um, when I was about four, we left... We drove to Mexico, lived in Mexico for a year, and then drove up to L.A. and then stayed here from age five on. What did your parents do? Are um, they, why they're they just gonna- artists and bohemian weirdos. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they're both English, and they moved to Canada in the 50s and 60s, and they met there and then...
0: Your parents are English? They are. Oh, my God. They are. See, my boyfriend's British, and he won't let me call him English. He says I have to call him British. Yeah, I know. I I don't... I'm not sure exactly why. Yeah, I'm so confused. Anyway. Yeah, British. Um, Yeah, they're British. So they Um,
1: they have English accents? My mom has a kind of uh, lovely English-Irish accent, because her dad is Irish, and my dad is mostly
0: American-sounding now. Okay. Well, how did you They both love Marmite. Oh, they do? (laughs) Australians love Marmite or what do they like? Australians love Vegemite. Vegemite. I, you know, I did. They're similar, but not the same. I did an Australian guy for five years and I never got into Vegemite. <laughs> but, um, so how did I get into this? Yeah. Cause you're like, what was your like? Like, so what, when you're a teenager, you're modeling, you're acting. Tell me. So when I was a teenager,
1: I was a dancer, a ballet dancer. That was, I was obsessed with ballet and I was, um, wanted to be a writer and I was kind of on that track And then when I was fifteen, my friend entered me in this elite look of the year contest. Really, and I got into it in L.A. Yeah, oh my god! And I had to like go like at some mall in Culver City. There were like thirty girls, and you know, had to walk a runway in a bathing suit and stuff. And um, so I got a contract with them just for new faces for a year, and got into it. I didn't do well with them.
0: Why? Who was in charge? Katie was her name. Katie, because I remember Angelica. Oh, German. I can't remember. I remember there being a woman named Katie there that like terrified me, was so mean to me or something. Yeah, they were mean. And like Maple and Beverly Hills or something. I can't remember all the details. but Well, and there was an
1: English booker there who my mom immediately alienated. Like my mom was like, oh, she's one of those English women who thinks that she's like, butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Or I don't know. She had some, they had some kind of weird adversarial i don't know and i felt like she sabotaged my career your mom did no the woman like oh like i'd be there and there'd be a photographer picking models and looking at books and i'd be waiting to show her some photos and the photographer would be like how about her gesturing to me waiting and she'd go oh she's new face like like dissuade him from hiring me so oh my god Anyway, it's not that interesting. But um then um yeah, I've been with lots of agents in LA and then finally I found my niche like doing commercials. So um and I worked with Joe Pitka a lot. Do you know him? Oh yeah. So he was like my main director guy that I worked with for years. And yeah. um but I never really wanted to be an actress. I was shy and um but it was great money. It's great know? money, yeah. And um It was different back then, though, so I different. feel
0: like. I feel like years ago, I would, like, I would book like 20 commercials a year and it would be like so much money. It'd be incredible. And now it's like, it's just different because of the internet and yeah. usage and they're using non-union people and all these weird things. But anyway, and there's just so much more money to be spent or yeah. something. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. But did you know Cameron? God, what's her name? Cameron. Yes. No. Well, oh. But you did though, right? Because she was with the She lead. was in New Fa- at New Faces, New Faces. Too, when I was there. Um, were you guys friends? Uh, right. Acquaintance. She was there. She was at the agency. Who cares? Enough said. This is not a salacious <laughs> podcast. But uh, but no, this girl Cameron Richardson. She was with uh, I don't know. She was at Bordeaux. She was at a place called DNA I was in New at York. Bordeaux. Oh, you were at Bordeaux. I was at every agency. Oh my. She was with ID in New York. Bordeaux actually is where Vanderpump Rules is. Oh, sir, get out of here. Do you ever watch that show, Vanderpump Rules? I have seen it. Okay, well th- that's about a, a restaurant called uh, Special Unique Restaurant, sir. And it turns out bordeaux we know when you go upstairs yeah to like that's above uh i mean that's where the restaurant is in vanderpump rules sir so that i whole, didn't know that it's, i didn't know it either now now everybody knows Now everybody knows. let's go <laughs> oh god let's just stay away from there it's this bad vibe i heard she ripped off everybody did she her? i don't know oh, it was
1: that, bad yeah i think they didn't pay me yeah that me, was a regular occurrence yeah. by the way yeah like modeling it was even elite, like um, they just never pay me. I don't understand how that <laughs> like, could happen. it's like nobody was protected. No, and I always thought we should have a union, you know, models.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Anywho, so you're modeling, you're doing commercials, and how do you go from there to being... What know, I do? Yeah, the flower remedy wizard master. Well, so um,
1: a bunch of things happened that conspired to change my life. And one of them was um, a series of like devastating losses, griefs, like people died and intense things. And my mom almost died and someone I was in love with died. And then, I mean, it was like one thing after another. And um, and then I went to Egypt and I got really sick there with what I later found out was likely malaria. Really, And it all happened, I'm ki- not kidding, like within three years or something, people say... My mom's an astrologer, and she said that was my Saturn return. Oh. So I got really sick, but I didn't know what I had. And I came back to L.A., and, and um, my first love died of cancer. And um, oh my God. While, while I was sick with these fevers and... I just, I lost all this weight and, but I was so grief stricken that I didn't really put it together that like I got something in Egypt. I went to the Screen Actors Guild Clinic and said, I don't feel well. And they did all these tests and said, you're fine. There's a Screen Actors Guild Clinic? Or. I do not even like, know that. Bob Hope Clinic. You know how. That's great. Yeah. No, but that's just. In a, well, so you're telling I me. Heavy find things. out what was wrong. All right. Forget it. Nobody said, nobody said, have you traveled in a tropical country? Yeah. Or have you traveled, uh, you know. And so I had these fevers for like five years and...
0: Five got years? Got sicker and sicker, yeah. And nobody did anybody ever say, is it Lyme disease? Because that's another thing that usually goes untreated because nobody yeah, really is looking no for it. Yeah, no one ever said anything. I mean, and I probably didn't go
1: to the right doctors and, you know, I didn't keep pursuing it. I just, I believed the authority of the doctors that yeah. said, you're fine. Yeah. So I was like, I just couldn't figure it out. So how did you find out it was malaria? Um, well... I never found out conclusively except for, like, that the symptoms matched. But I I went to an art gallery opening one night, and I it was all pictures of Egypt, and I was looking at this photo of a camel somewhere, and this woman next to me said, Oh, have you been there to Aswan? I said, I was there, but I don't remember anything because I had this crazy fever. And she asked me about my symptoms, and I told her, and she said, Oh, you had malaria. Like, real casual. And I said... really no they have malaria there and she said yeah and google malaria because when i'd been in egypt i think it was before we all had phones and you know yeah smartphones and everything so um so i go home and google it and it's like everything matches and the cyclical nature of it and the shaking chills followed by the sweating it was everything so um and the, like, the gestation period. So I looked into infectious disease doctors and went to the best one at UCLA and this and the, and and I was just met with real arrogance, and um, you'd be a lot sicker than you are now if you had malaria. And I'm like, I had a fever at that moment. Nobody took my temperature. Oh, my God. Um, I ended up with the Claritin prescription from, from that guy, you know, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. um so I, And I had a few experiences like that, like maybe three do- different doctors who couldn't do a test. And so my dad said, I met this English homeopath, British homeopath, at a party who seemed really smart. Mm-hmm. And I told him about you and he said, you should come see him. So I drove to San Francisco, saw this guy, Richard Pitt. Um, he had worked a lot in Africa and in India. And um, there's a thing called Homeopaths Without Borders, just like Doctors Without Borders. Oh, really? Yeah, and they go to places after tsunamis and earthquakes and they treat, you know, villagers with for cholera and things like that with homeopathy. So he'd done a lot of that and had seen malaria a lot and dengue fever and all of these things. And Dengue fever. Yeah. yeah. Sexy sounding, isn't it? It is, and yeah. Then, um, so I said, look, I can't tell you definitively if i had malaria he said it doesn't matter in homeopathy we don't care what your disease is we just want the symptoms and we find the remedies it's like great so i told him everything that happened and he asked so many detailed questions and i'm like this is fascinating yeah to be interviewed this way um you know like are you hot or cold what foods do you crave what side do you, do you sleep on do you have dreams what are your dreams um what are your phobias this kind of thing yeah and then what does it feel like when you get the fever and all that so i left his office with this remedy i took it in the car and like within three hours i had total retracing of my malarial illness and like pain in my liver and Wait, what do you mean I and mean, what, what was what was what did he give you And what form Pills or a little pill like you've seen these at whole foods um were on they're they're like little blue vials, and they have little white sugar pills in them. Yeah. So he gave me a pill, one pill, one dose of this remedy, and I'm driving on the 5, past Cowswitz probably, Mm -hmm. and I take in this remedy, and I immediately start getting like all the symptoms that I had in Egypt, liver pain, splitting headache, fever. So by the time I got home, I was super sick, and I called him, freaked out, and told him, I don't know what you gave me, but I feel terrible, and this this has happened. And he said, "Wonderful." No, I think he said, "Brilliant." Yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Um, the remedy is a bullseye. It's working. That's the malarial parasite coming out of your liver. You will never have a fever again. And I didn't. And how long, how many years ago was this? This was maybe like fourteen years ago, fourteen or years something. Ago. Yeah, I have trouble with time. Me but too. I, ah. Um. And it was a total miracle. I mean, I just was blown away. I never... Because I'd had fevers, like, probably one a month, you know, and for days and um, for years. And then I never got one again. And uh, and that got me interested in homeopathy. And then... Um, but I still had so much grief because um, I'd gone through all of these deaths oh, over some time. and yeah. And I was just changing as a person and... Um, You know how hard it is to go to a commercial audition when you're not in the mood? Oh, God,
0: yes. And then they
1: can tell, like, you know, you're, like, gaunt and grief-stricken and malarial. And you're not going to get, like, a Target commercial when you're in that mood. (laughs) Totally. So, uh, yeah. As I became more and more disenchanted with doing that work... Um, I also stopped getting jobs as much. Oh, because you're just putting out that vibe. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to be here. I just, you know. Yeah. And um, how did you start making money?
0: Did you well, save? Money? I just
1: kept doing it, and then um, living on very little, and then um, and then I discovered flower remedies, and which is a totally different kind of medicine. How did that happen? That happened. Luckily, um, my insecurity led me to flower remedies. Well, how, so, you know how that. like you and I probably have similar like identity crisis issues. Like, who am I? What color hair should 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 I cut bangs or yeah? You know, and and modeling and acting just makes that worse if you have that gene at all. Yeah, just to be too self aware all the time and wondering. Anyway, I had become like obsessed with uh my hair color. Like I need my hair colored and I need the right picture to bring to the person and that's the key to getting the right hair color. Yeah. You know, this right picture. So my friend said, hey, I saw this model that looks like you and she has the perfect blonde hair color that would suit you. Jody Kidd, she's English, oh, you know yeah. her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was around like Kate Moss time and she had totally. wide set eyes. Yeah. Um and so I looked up Jody Kidd and somehow like they're all the modeling photos of her but i saw this one of her with no makeup with this older lady and i decided to read the article attached and it was about how she'd been sick for ages and had all these mystery illnesses and she went to this flower remedy practitioner who cured her her of all this anxiety and depression and like i really related to her story and um I thought I got to get my hands on some flower remedies.
0: Seriously, I got to get my hands on some flower yeah, remedies. we'll talk you about will. that later. I'm give you some. Okay, cool. So well, I left
1: the house to take my mom to the doctor that day after reading the Joe Kid article, and I went to get a juice while I was waiting for her. And I passed by the Healing Waters, this store on near like Mandaret in West Hollywood. Oh yeah. And I'd seen it for years before, and I thought it was a spa, and um, it said in the window English Healing Room. Oh, English flower remedies, and I went. Oh my god, I just read about this. So yeah, I go in, and I'd been having major um, anxiety, like panic, mild panic attacks while driving, this and that. So I go in and I said, "Hey, um, do you have anything for panic attacks or this?" I saw English flower remedies, and um, this woman was there, and she made a remedy for me, and it totally changed my life. Like within one month, my anxiety went away. I broke up with my boyfriend. I left my agent. Like, I had all these revelations about how I was living my life. And, um, and it, my main cause of anxiety was that I wasn't connected to my intuition. Like, I wasn't trusting anything. I couldn't hear any, anything, and I'd ask everyone, what do you think I should do? What hair color should I have? Who should I, you know, what doctor should I see? I yeah. just felt really lost. And this flower remedy she made me completely brought me back to myself, and this was after the malaria, yeah, okay, keep going and let like released me of all this grief, like I started lightening up, I realized I'd been really depressed and not even in my body, like kind of spaced out and dreamy and like um not present, you know from from so much trauma, so um that was really profound, and that was like. I just felt like I found my calling in life. Like that, it had done what years of therapy hadn't done
0: wow. and, and you what been you
1: wish therapy would make you feel like. Talk therapy? Yeah, which I'd never had a lot of luck with. Yeah. And where I actually felt different in my heart, in my body, everywhere. So I just immediately became obsessed with it. I started studying it and just for myself and wanted to treat my friends. So I got a kit and I treated all my friends and family while I was still going to commercial auditions. And then I started making a little money because, you know, I started feeling better, so I got a few gigs. Oh, yeah. And then, but I just, all I thought about all day long was flower remedies. And if, like, someone was telling me a story at a cocktail party, I'd be in my mind diagnosing them, like, what remedies would I give that person? Yeah. And finally I thought, like, I think I want to do this for a living. People were sending their friends to me and insisting that i charge money and dr bach who created this system of healing that i use um he didn't charge so i thought i shouldn't charge like i wanted to be really pure and benevolent and like no no i'll take donations some fruit or bread some fruit or bread and um but i didn't charge and then they these people started insisting that they pay me and so um i thought i wonder if this could be a job what is it? I don't know what it's called, but I want to do this. But I was scared to to give up acting and modeling because I'd been doing it since I was fifteen. And <clears throat> so, I took a flower remedy that helps align you with your purpose in life. Okay. Wild oat. Wild. Out. I took it, and three days later, I just knew for sure. And I I quit acting, and I decided to do this full time, and like. Every uh, roll, the How do you say the red carpet rolled out before me? Like as soon as I decided to do this, I felt like there were no obstacles. Everything was just magic and worked and
0: it was great. God, I feel like I'm going to burst into tears. Like, oh. No, because it sounds so magical and it sounds like I'm so, I'm, I'm sure anybody listening to you tell this story is also thinking like, oh my God, it's the secret. That's the answer to all my problems. because uh, I think it is. Yeah, now, yeah. And that makes me feel really hopeful because, uh, yeah. And even what you're describing, like how you're feeling about uh, just not in your body and kind of floating and, and depressed, but you didn't really know you're depressed, kind of. And again, not to make it about me, but it's my podcast. Yeah, I'm, I speak, hear. I'm speaking, uh, you know, for all the listeners out there because maybe they're, they're feeling the same way I am, but it's like, you know, and other people will tell me this about myself or ways that I act and I can't see myself so clearly. Yeah. So I feel like recently I'm starting to see myself a little bit, but I'm kind of like, I'm not depressed. I'm not angry. I'm not needy. I'm not cl-. like, these are just like labels that I've heard about me in, in when I'm in a vulnerable situation with other people. Mm-hmm. And I do, uh, I don't know, but now I'm starting to see myself and I'm welcoming the input that I'm hearing from people who love me and they're saying mm-hmm. this in a loving way, but, but I don't know how to change, but yeah, I do feel this thing where it's like, uh, you know, aligned with my purpose. And I just feel like I get in my own way so much, you know, like I get in my own way. I I get unclear on what my purpose is or I, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, looking for approval or answers from other people or my happiness is dictated by others, not myself. And I just want to feel grounded in myself. And I want to be strong again, because I think I was at one point in my life. So this makes me... You were. I was. I think
1: so. I think we all come in as like perfect beings and then a lot of stuff happens to us and we erect armor and defensiveness and like learned things that aren't helpful. And yeah. so so when I treat people, it's like removing the things that are covering up that perfect, happy person inside, you know. And And the reason like we get so... I don't know, defensive or or why it's so shameful for us to admit we have these negative feelings like you're needy or you think you're needy or... um,
0: I give my attention, I give my my power away to people who don't even want to take, who aren't even trying to take it, I just give it away. Right. You know? And then I just want to be good on my own. Anyway. Yeah, I can help you. Oh, God! I can't wait
1: to give you flower remedies.
0: Well, how does it work? Like, how did you when you got your own kit like where did you find the kit did you get it online how did you know what you're doing and and what do you oh so how I, did you do okay, it so
1: because there wasn't a school There's that a- i knew of there was one in northern california but i didn't love the people who ran it and the way they wrote about remedies it was very like um i think they were transpersonal psychotherapists and so their book was very like just hard to identify any re- person or remedy and in you're the,
0: cool and you wanted somebody to be cool right or like something like that you can not I just, think is well, annoying dr
1: bach um the inventor of this or creator of this system believed everything should be really simple and the way he wrote about the remedies was like there are 38 remedies and he wrote a paragraph on each one one paragraph no theorizing no um evidence or none of his I think he destroyed his research notes because he didn't want anyone speculating about what he meant by this or like he wanted it to be simple and his book was called heal thyself because he thought that um we should heal ourselves that and we can and um so he made everything really simple and easy to understand but I read a bunch of books and I listened to lectures of this um practitioner Nikki Murray talk about the remedies and really, how I learned was giving them. So you know, I'd have my thirty-eight. I got the kit from that store. She ordered it from England for me oh, from that, the Healing Waters. Is the store still there? Yeah, but it's closed all the time, and there's like dusty gems in the window and
0: dusty you know, gems yeah. in the window. Because I live right by
1: there. It's great. She's great. Well, she's always she and her husband have Beverly Hills Juice Club, which is the first ever juice, pressed juice place oh. in LA. I think since the early 70s so she was right next to there both those are her her spots yeah got it okay yeah jennifer she's great she's we're friends and um so and and she knew the remedies and she knew nikki that practitioner the dead practitioner and so sometimes i would bring cases to her i'd have somebody that i couldn't figure out their remedy and i would go to her and we talk about it and discuss That's um so, but thing. it was just years of clinical practice like maybe three to five years of of just doing it for free for people, and then getting feedback about which remedies worked, because you can read about a remedy in a book, but when you see the person in front of you, it's a it's like a different impression, you know. So, um, what do you get? I from forgot me. your question.
0: No, I don't know. Well, I, know I was going to say, how did you start putting things together, and 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 uh, like, what does it look like? to somebody? Because I can't even imagine what what does it look like to make a flower remedy. Is it like? Oh, I should have brought you my flowers in the car.
1: Oh, wanna, but like oh. they're little. It's the cutest little set. Like when I was a little girl, I would have loved this. Yeah. Because you know how we love like a little science kid. Little delicate things. Yeah, yeah, little tiny vials, glass vials um, in a little holder. And then I get like a one ounce dropper bottle like you've seen tinctures in. <clears throat> Perhaps your CBD comes in something like that. Mm-hmm. Not yours. But, yeah. Um, Listeners. You know, and you put some spring water in and you add drops from these vials and... Of Top it flowers? off with some brandy, yeah. Top it off with some brandy? Yeah. Oh, wow. To, as a preservative, shake it up. And then you put four drops of that mix under your tongue. And you do it four times a day for a month. And that's when you'll start feeling transformation. Sometimes faster.
0: What do you so. get from me? Because before we were talking, I was talking to you about my only feelings and what comes up in relationships yeah. with my, whoever I'm dating or my mom or my life or my daddy issues and all this stuff, and my anxiety and my neediness and uh, what What else what are my other issues <laughs> oh um, god well you guess said to, you had anxiety yeah I guess it's anxiety and vigilance and abandonment yeah and just lots of abandonment trauma which manifests in a relationship where it's like if I'm not good with my person I can't serve I can't I can't function yeah during the day and yeah. it's like and I just give my power away to whoever my I'm dating at the time because uh, I just make them matter way too much yeah, and, but I also have an addic- addiction of fighting because I like to create a low level of uh, uh, chaos. Mm-hmm. Because uh, anyway, I think that's it in a nutshell. It's not enough. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh,
1: well, God. you have a wound somewhere, like you said, your dad, right? So, so it's never. Um, I find like things are never just present in the present. There's always a past thing. So uh, we would do remedies for healing past trauma. And also memories. Like, to me, memory is one of the biggest causes of pain. Oh, really? And causes of anxiety. Um, you know, pe- my I learned this more through treating people with panic attacks because I was treating them with the right remedies for fear and that matched their symptoms and they'd get better and then they'd k- kind of relapse. And then I realized that they all had some event that happened that, and they've been fearful since then. And so now anything that feels like that event will trigger their panic. And so it's a memory. So I gave them the, the remedy to remove the memory and then they got better and they'd go off their meds and like not ever have panic again.
0: Oh yeah. Cause I'm getting off Zoloft. I'm like, I went on it for about three and a half months and now I'm trickling off. I've got like Two more weeks to go, like slowly trickling. I'm doing it like my doctor tells me to. I'm not going off cold turkey. I'm like respecting getting off the thing. That's because that, I don't want it in my body anymore, and I don't feel like it really did. Uh, I don't really feel like it really did anything. I don't know if I um, yeah. could metabolize that, and I, and I don't want to go on a whole journey in search to another. Oh, I'm gonna try a Prozac now. I'm gonna try this. No, no, no I don't. I just don't want to do that. Um, and so when I was looking at your Instagram yesterday, and I was messaging you, and. We're texting each other and we're DMing. It was really exciting. And uh, because it's the future and this is what we do, I I saw the thing on your Insta story where it's like one of your clients is getting off Zoloft and the flower remedies have like healed this client or helping. Yeah. Yeah. She's a
1: peaceful warrior, not even a custom remedy, just one of the blends that I sell for anxiety and kind of garden variety anxiety. I thought, you know, obsessive thinking, um, low grade fear and panic and worry and. Negative outlook and all this stuff. That's me. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. loneliness. Um, and self-centered you know, needy feeling um, afraid of being alone.
0: Oh, see, and I all feel lonely next to someone. And that makes me very anxious. If I'm gonna fight with someone, yeah. then I feel like, oh well now we're disconnected. I'm lonely next to the person I'm supposed to be the closest with. Yeah. This feels horrible. This is traumatic. This is abandonment. This is
1: so will that Think your help with that? I don't think so. Okay. No, so with you, you have, like, such an abandonment thing that I'd go with something, like, In Love or Wholehearted, which are um have a lot of, like, love remedies in them. And so, and, you know, the way these remedies work is, like, they don't make you into the opposite of what you are. They make you into a healthy version of, of whatever that is. So there's chicory and heather in both of those formulas and... um Chicory is like the the person who feels like they can't feel love like they they feel needy, they feel forsaken, abandoned, nobody loves me um, so they're always trying to feel love and feel and when they're healthy, they're the most loving and they just give love and they're like mothers and you know and they're um but when they're unhealthy they have they love conditionally, they can manipulate without knowing it to keep someone close. You know? I'm
0: nodding so hard. i making all these faces like and pointing at Alexis right now like, mm-hmm. yes, you that's know? me. Yeah. But that doesn't happen.
1: It's, it's not...
0: Um,
1: that spirited. can happen from early abandonment and, you know, where you just... it's. I call it, it's like a lack of emotional nourishment in childhood. So you are always feel like malnourished, like I need that nutrient, you know. Keep but going. it's inside you. You can access it inside yourself. Yeah. You know. Okay. I'm,
0: like, way too excited. I'm, like, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. like, but, uh,
1: okay. But you need, tr- you need some grief and trauma remedies and to remove these, you've got patterns, you know, and you're, like, reliving them in relationships, even when there's nothing wrong because you're trying to resolve this thing
0: that you need to heal. Oh, I'm trying to resolve my issues with my dad with this new with a new person yeah. or who's not my dad and is will never be my dad and isn't mean or all any of the So what are the, all the tinctures for that? So there's like peaceful warrior for the you've That's already for described anxiety that. and And then what about the, the what about the other things you're suggesting? Do they already exist or is this something that would have to be made or what which ones For you, I think that um
1: I would do in love. So in love has every love remedy in it. It has both um, remedies for the tendency to cling or withdraw. So you know how we, we do both in a relationship. We'll We'll cling and be needy and then if we don't, get the response we need, we'd shut down. Okay, I don't need you. I'm fine on my own. I hate you. Yeah, Yeah. get away
0: from me. I'm going to ice you out forever and never call you back. Yeah. But stare at my phone and hope you reach out to me. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So it's got all the
1: remedies to keep your heart open, but it has like wisdom remedies so you don't repeat past mistakes and you learn because I feel like in relationships, um, we can be really smart in all other areas of our life and be so stupid in relationships and just keep doing the same over and over again.
0: That's exactly what I go through because, you know, and I'll say this, I'm like, everywhere else, my my friends, work, you know, I'm fine. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't have such an emotional, re, you know, I don't get so reactive in situations with those things. I'm good with all those things. I'm happy I'm doing the things. Great. Only in romantic love do all my issues come up. But then when those issues come up and I'm... Having a fight or, or not in the best place in the hap- a happy, calm place with with my my partner. I don't really like saying partner. or The who I'm dating. <laughs> um, it it kind of infects everything else because I'm so in loop thinking. I, I can't stop thinking about whatever's going on with me romantically, and I'm obsessing, yeah. and I'm upset, and I'm unhappy. That like, oh, I'm I don't want to hang out with my friends, or I'm not able to work. Yeah. Uh, You know, at a level that, you know, I'm proud of. Yeah. Because I'm so distracted emotionally and mentally, you know? Yeah. So it like poisons everything else when I'm off in the love stuff. I get it. I've been there. Yeah. I'm so excited you're going to fix me. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm like, wait, wait so wait, keep You have to do
1: a before and after podcast.
0: I would love that. Oh my God, I did that with Lacey. Oh, did you? I fully did that with Lacey. She came back. It was called Lacey Phillips Returns. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, Lacey Phillips is the founder of a company that uh, was was called Free and Native. You can go to freeandnative.com, but don't because she's changed <laughs> the name of the company to To Be Magnetic dot com dot <laughs> com <laughs> but i'm still not like ready to just commit to that because i'm so not used to saying it but i'm trying to be yeah, magnetic to, be, to magnetic. be magnetic so she's a manifestation expert and she's uh she came on my show and kind of changed my life in 2018 she came on the podcast in uh in this episode is about you not Lacey. we'll go right back to you yeah. but she she came on the podcast january 2018 and I went in this whole journey of like doing every Lacey Phillips um, workshop, online workshop of hypnotherapy and all this stuff, making all these lists. And then I manifested my boyfriend, even though when I tell him I manifested him, he's like, manifested me? I was he insulted." <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, he's just like this under, he's all, he's, you know, but what men are really? There aren't very many men who are like, Manif- manifest, yes, you manifested me. Yeah. He's like, I you was You put here. the man and manifest. I know, oh, I should start saying that to him. But he's like, I was here all along. And I'm like, okay, never mind. But, you know, he's into it. No, I conjured you. I conjured you, I'm a witch. That's so what I try, yeah. to try to tell him. But... uh He's getting more into it, but crystals and his rising sign and his moon and whatever. But uh, I did all these things, got, you know, manifested my boyfriend and then she came back on the show and then we just talked about all my new, new issues that had popped up since being in a relationship. But, uh, but that's how I was led to you because, and just also Jenna, Zoe or is it Zoe? I don't know. She does like some kind of astrological. Oh, Jenna. Dara? No, I can't remember her name. But whatever. She's in the whole family of like um, just magical stuff yeah. that I, yeah. I learned via Lacey. So that's why we're together. So I'm so excited because we look like, I feel like we're related. Like our haircuts, the shape of our face, the shape of our lips. That's strange. Anyway. And I'm naturally blonde. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, what was I even saying? Oh. The remedies. Being oh, fixed. before and after. And then oh, yeah. Lacey came back. We're going to do before and after. You and I. Be, yeah, because I so when we at the end of the podcast, I'm gonna walk away with my homework and what I need to be taking mm-hmm. and then how long between whatever it is um is prescribed to me, how long before I should meet with you again? For One month. Th- One month?
1: Yes. Really? But you're gonna feel better before that. Okay. So but a month it's like you'll be way,
0: way different. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. My boyfriend thanks you. My mom thanks you because they're the ones that and also Another phrase that I thought of, that I've been, that is so right on, I think, is if it's if it's hysterical, it's historical. I was gonna say that. I can't believe it. Yeah, I've been thinking about that because yeah, you know, when you said hysterical or or what I think you about said about memories, about memories or yeah. something, or because like I'll if I get enough, and I don't mean to, you guys listening and and Alexis, uh, I'm just, I apologize in <laughs> advance. I'd like to stop apologizing for myself, but you know I'm so self aware that's like I have to apologize for myself. I keep saying my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. And the only reason I do that is because he is like a mirror for myself. So I'm, you yeah. know, and I, when I tried to tell him that too, he was like, mirror, that's all I am. I'm a mirror to you. He, he doesn't understand all the like holistic self help thing. things. It is a metaphor, but it's like, he's just healthy living his life. And I'm like, whatever. Anyway, but, uh, that's why I keep bringing him up because it's, he's the mirror in which I'm seeing myself and all the things I want to heal from all the stuff. But, mm. uh. But at one point we were talking, and I was very—I was speaking in a tone in a pitch that was very hysterical. I yeah. was hysterical, and he called it out. He's like, "You're being hysterical." And I wanted to tell him that phrase that I learned from my therapist, but it wasn't the right moment because it was all this other shit was happening. Yeah. But I was like, "Oh my god, I am being hysterical because it's historical. This is about my I
1: got father. that too. You know." Um, I should go to Ellen on meetings, but I don't. Oh, me too. And so, but I have a friend who goes, and he gives me little tidbits, like oh. all the the um, greatest hits or highlights. The and, greatest. And then I don't hits? have to go and sit in those rooms. Oh yeah. And, but he told me if it's hysterical, it's historical. Yeah. And um, that was really helpful for me.
0: I want the greatest hits. You can text me some greatest hits if you ever find them. If you I ever will. remember them. But uh, yeah, okay. one month, uh, love is not the same as pity, or pity is not the same as love. Okay. And that
1: doesn't ring. No, I like it. You.
0: I That's just, good, but no, it does pity. is not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I will do that sometimes with, with past boyfriends or whoever. I'll be you like, just, you just felt you feel sorry for me. You. Oh God. It's like, Oh my God. No, just accept my love for you, Alexi. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, do you really want to do this? That's mm-hmm. so exhausting to a person who's just anyway. So one month from now you'll be, you know, I, I hope you're up here because you live in the desert right now. I'm back and forth. Okay. Well, if I do, um, we won't have any technical difficulty like today. Card full, it's card late. full. You guys had. I learned how to reformat my card today. Boring. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back. Okay, so okay. I was asking you. I want. I do. I would love for you to go through all of the different remedies that you feature. I don't know how many. I mean, that you have. How many I have are there? Twenty
1: three formulas. Okay, let's
0: not do that. That's it's crazy. It's basically <laughs> like whatever's wrong with you. I have something for you do. that. Can you name them off the top of your head? The twenty three,
1: <sighs> or what are your best bestsellers? Okay. Sellers? okay. Well, above it all, I'm just gonna go from A. Above it all for anger, intolerance, irritability, rage, resentment, like all the baddies, you know, that volatile negative feelings. Um, beauty formula number seven, gamine, beauty formula number eight. I love those two. Um beauty eight, beauty number eight is like an quote, anti aging formula. I know we're not supposed to use that term anymore. Did you know that? Oh, who said that? Um, the beauty industry doesn't like it anymore because it's implying that we're not supposed to get older.
0: Oh, which what, we're not. What are we? What are we supposed to say instead of anti aging? I don't know,
1: like pro youth or I what? mean in a positive pro- way. It just doesn't have the um oomph. No, age the, with
0: grace, look good. Still? I don't. Know.
1: Nobody wants to get older.
0: Yeah. Who are we kidding? I want my experience and all my knowledge to gather internally. Like, internally is great, Yeah. you know? Maybe not my organs, just like the the things I learn yeah. and my calmness levels that that's great with time. Just not my face, lines and my organs and my ovaries. Just that. Just that I'd like to keep fresh and perky. Okay, okay keep going. So, so be- the beauty formulas um You can say anti-aging on my podcast, I, I don't say care. It. Yeah. Um beauty
1: in love, which is that great love one I told you about. Um, Peaceful Warrior, my personal assistant, which is I think one of the first ones I made, which gets you motivated and gets you to do stuff you don't want to do.
0: Oh, I need any work
1: that you don't want to do gives you energy and focus and organizational skills. Um, Sunshine, which is for depression. Uh, Safe and sound, which is for anxiety, panic. Um, Wholehearted, which is for grief and heartbreak. Soul purpose, which is for finding your purpose in life. Um, Ganesh. Did I mention Ganesh? Mm-mm. Oh, I love Ganesh. That's like an all-purpose um, remover of obstacles, manifesting remedy for um, confidence and fear of failure, etc.
0: Fear of failure. This yeah, is great. Do you have that? Um, I love failure. I welcome it. I would like yeah. to be... See, I just like get all tense and go like, I'm not even going to do it. So You're going to do it. So far, I need all of these things. So if you keep going. Um,
1: did, I, did I get them all? I have five kids ones, so that takes up the five. So I don't need those. That's um, so like 10. What am I missing? Oh, Moon River, that's like a female hormone one. It's postpartum. Um, uh, uh, I Will, that's for people with chronic illness sometimes physical it's very restorative and good for hope and um darn it name
0: a condition i think you named the ones that i need so i feel like i connected i mean just like depression yeah not being in your body ground not being for grounding oh yeah um confidence mm -hmm. Mm self-worth you pretty much
1: name those oh wallflower i forgot that one what's that I think that one should sell so much more than it does. It's so good. It's for social anxiety, Ugh. introverts, um, shyness, lack of confidence, like kind of every everything. Yeah. Um, and it's fun for parties. Yeah. It makes you kind of um, interested in
0: people and um, fun. How did you even figure out how to mix these? Like you go to the book and they're just like, how do you know what flower? No, they're based on like... So I treated people
1: one-on-one for years and then... Um, I made all these custom formulas. And then I had a heartbreak person come who'd been
0: dumped. Actually, him, oh, my friend. Who, we're recording today, Top yeah, Seeker. Yeah, we're not right he he'll remain nameless, but yeah. know, beautiful house. And he's just, you met him. He's yeah. Super
1: grounded, cerebral guy. Yeah. Um, together, very independent. He had this relationship that just like, for some reason, he it was the wrong one and he had to end it, but he couldn't stop thinking about it. And he was really distraught and heartbroken and obsessing. And so I made him this formula and he said, Oh my God. And like one day I stopped thinking about her. I feel fine. No. Yeah. And then another person came and they had the same thing. And, and what I noticed was, okay, everyone who's been rejected or had a heartbreak, they, they have all the same symptoms, regret, obsessing about like going over and over feeling lonely and needy and, you know, Um, wounded and abandoned and everything. We all have it the same way. So I made this other person the same formula and it worked for them. And so that was one of my first formulas. And that one's called Wholehearted. Got it. And so, um, yeah, I just developed all these from prescribing them. Like I'd notice people with a... Oh, I have
0: brain drops. I forgot. That's kind of for...
1: Excuse me, I burped.
0: She just burped. The magician, the flower... moon juice. The magical flower magician just burped on the podcast. (laughs) I'm editing that out. Or I'm leaving it in. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, yeah, like brain drops
1: um, for ADD kind of symptoms. Um, I just had a bunch of... uh, A lot of clients who responded well to this particular blend of stuff. So so all these remedies are not... They're not theoretical. They're not like from books. They're from me working for years with people
0: one-on-one. Got it. So... And from those, you wouldn't have to make, you wouldn't have to go. Oh, Lexi, you've told me these things. I'm gonna concoct some kind of formula for you. They already exist. Yeah. So, I feel like I heard you say five or six different ones that I should be taking every day. But what, which one? What? do what, I what do? You I can't do?
1: take them all at once. You can't. So you have to kind of choose one. Choose one and choose the one that most relates to how you feel right now. And then you tr- you treat that layer, and eventually you'll go, Alexis. Um, or you'll say in the mirror, Alexi, Mm uh, wow. I don't feel like my mind is quiet. I don't feel needy. I feel like I love myself. I don't not giving my power away, but now I'm really, um, you'll find a new symptom will come forward. And it might be a way that you used to feel like, wow, I feel like when I was 16 and I feel really empowered and, um, but I'm worried a little bit and I'm like, drinking too much and i'm going out or distracting myself like you'd have a whole new um profile or
0: something and then
1: you take the remedy for that as it comes up
0: it's so interesting i I will have moments sometimes where i feel really like uh i feel really inspired and hopeful about life you know because i'm not a teenager i'm not even in my 20s anymore you know like i'm well into my 30s and i'll be like and sometimes that gets in my head or sometimes I i let that stifle me and i go oh you know i you know i I don't know. I can't explain it. It's too depressing, but it's like, oh, not everything's possible. Or I'm like, blah, oh, blah, blah. But anyway, that will move aside momentarily and it'll be a sunny day and I'll be like driving down sunset or whatever it is and I'll go, no, it's just my mind frame. Anything is possible. It's just how I frame things. And oh my goodness, if I can just be excited like, and, and keep this mood that I've just stumbled upon by accident, luckily, thank God this would be great. Like, cause right. I, I feel exactly as hopeful. Like anything could happen. My whole world is ahead of me. Like I did when I was, yeah, 21 years old, like the first day of spring or something. And anyway, yeah, I just want that back. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now. I think I guess I already told you all the things. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't,
1: that's what I found with flower remedies is that you can feel that way inside. Like, we put so much, so many conditions on our happiness. Like, if I do, if this happens, then I can be happy. If he says this, then I'll be happy. If, you know, if he doesn't text, if they don't text, uh, reply to my text, like my Instagram photo, this or that. Yeah. And why do we do that? Because um, when you take the right flower remedies, you can feel like, an incredible feeling of joy and peace and just in yourself. And you go, oh, my God, I just cut out the middleman of all these things that have to happen. Yeah. Like I could just feel good. Why do they work? How come? How is, how is this magic possible? I don't know. Possible? I mean, it's probably more um, like a quantum physics thing. Like all this kind of medicine that I do, homeopathy and flower remedies, it's called, quote, vibrational medicine which vibrational, that word always makes it sound woo-woo, but it is more like quantum. Like it's very dilute, very small amounts of things that can change your vibration. So every living thing has a measurable frequency of vibration. Emotions too, that's the theory. Um, and that a f- flower has a vibrational frequency. So when you, you can take a remedy that has the same vibrational frequency as the emotional state you're in, And it'll
0: balance it. Oh. Oh, but it matches where I'm at now and it'll take me to another level that's better? Yeah. What flowers are you usually dealing with? Because you're talking about... So I can tell you some of them. They won't be ones, you
1: know, like Agrimony or Chicory and Heather are ones that would be ones you take. Yeah. Star of Bethlehem. Star of Bethlehem. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. That's for um, grief, trauma, shock from any point in your life kind Of a heavy remedy, yeah. Um, Wild rose that's one you would know, yeah, that's for apathy, resignation, kind of giving up. I've taken that a lot, I love that one.
0: Oh, yeah, um, you sound so calm when you say it too. I've taken yeah,
1: that one, apathy. Okay. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I like to keep the monotone though, because it's um, and um, yeah. clematis that's the one for being out of your body and fainting or coma at its worst, but at when it's better or it's someone who's dreamy and drowsy and kind of artistic and ethereal and you know those people yeah we're maybe you are one yeah aren't you Yeah, Yeah. I keep denying that I am that, and I don't take that remedy.
0: Yeah. It's like we don't take the very thing that we need.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm not clematis.
0: I just... I just, yeah, I'm just in my head. Like, I'll just be in a bathtub, my Epsom salt bath, and just be, like, glazed over for hours, and just, like, (laughs) in my head, think about everything, and then... Well, you might be the... uh, So there's another
1: one that's in their head, and that's white chestnut. White chestnut is for way, way overactive mind. Yes. Clematis is more for dreamy, like... Escapist, kind of dreamy. You're just, your mind is on um, overdrive, probably. Yes. I would think.
0: My mind is on overdrive. I get needy and clingy. I have abandonment issues. I'm lazy. Uh Uh, I'm just lazy and I can't follow through and I get in my own way by making problems with whoever I'm dating as opposed to doing my stuff. Hey, wouldn't this be a great stuff? dating profile if this was just yeah. like cut with your picture and you said all this? This is who I am. Yeah, yeah, it's totally just a video of me just saying the truth. I wonder if anybody would uh, would heart me or swipe right or whatever. Oh, God.
1: But the thing is like once you can identify these issues then like then you take the
0: remedies for those things. Okay, so what's my... You've heard it all. Yeah. Tell me where do I start. Which one? Peaceful I, warrior? What do you think Overactive mind. Do you dwell in the past or not so much? Do I dwell in the past? I will go, oh, are the best moments of my relationship gone? And I was suffering then too, but now it's like I've ruined everything. No, yeah. I think I'm just me. I'm going, like, I've ruined everything. You should start with wholehearted. How did I not think that? Because that
1: has white chestnut in it for the obsessive thinking. Obsessive I thinking. I want to say something about that. Yeah. Um, this is what I found. Um, the mind, so if you have grief or pain in your heart um, and it's unendurable, an
0: what, what's the, what'd you say? Unendurable. Unendurable, like I can't take it. Yeah, it hurts. It doesn't feel
1: good to reside in your heart when you have pain there. And so all of that will go into your brain. And so often an overactive mind is just um, some like grief that's trying to find a way, it's energy that's moving somewhere else that feels less painful. Because we think, oh, it doesn't feel as bad to be thinking so
0: much. And it's like I'm trying to control stuff too. If I'm thinking about it, maybe yeah. But I'm just driving myself crazy and creating problems. Yeah, and you're
1: like trying to work out, work it out, or work out a problem. Yeah, and like get all theorizing. Like there had to have been a second gunman. Like yeah, with
0: blueprints, or they must have meant something bad. Or why do they? Or like I don't know. I'm just like ego trying to hook into anything and just like I don't know, just over just trying to make sure you don't get hurt. Yes. So you think the f- wholehearted, wholehearted,
1: and that cl- clears like really intense childhood wounds and pa- the past influencing you now. We're all just programmed from past hurts and stuff. So, okay, so that's my prescription wholehearted. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might give you a homeopathic remedy too, though, because I have my kit here. What's that? Well, those are like the little pills that the guy gave me for malaria, yeah. but they have ones for emotional stuff too. So, like, while we were talking before we started recording, I thought, oh, it's one of two. Ra- I mean, I think I have it narrowed down to two. Yeah. Um, maybe after we finish, I'll ask you some questions. You
0: can ask me on the air, too, but it's funny. How I- do you feel about snakes? Uh, I'm, they seem scary.
1: I don't but, know. Okay, not like, oh, my God, I'm so scared No. How about wearing turtlenecks? Do you mind? I love wearing turtlenecks. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, do you grind your teeth at night?
0: Yes. Oh. I don't wear my guard. Okay. How do you feel about fruit? I love it. How about cheese? Mm, I eat it, but it's like, I eat pizza. but I don't love it. What's your favorite, favorite food? Uh, I love churros. I love McDonald's churros. french fries. I love pizza. I love sushi. Uh-huh. I love, so fried things and sushi. Well, I guess like mainly like sushi. Yeah. Sushi, pizza. Yeah. Are you very bothered by cigarette smoke? Yes, I'm disgusted by it. I'm like, I can't believe people smoke. It's Do you ever get a lump sensation in your throat? A lump sensation? Not really. Uh, well, my glands are swollen sometimes, but uh, not really. I don't think I had a thyroid. I had, I had thyroid cancer when I was like 24. Jesus, I don't have it any. My, they took, they could get out. I took a pill every day, but I don't really get a lump in my throat. But I will have glands swollen right now. I have. Do to you me. feel tense in your body? Oh my god, yes. Like it kind of contracts. Like I always, like. Yeah, yeah, my shoulder's up. What is it? Well... This is a homeopathic remedy? Well, I don't want everyone going out and buying it. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, you bozos. Cover your ears. <laughs> tell me everything. No, just kidding. But uh, well, you'll tell me... I t-
1: and I talked about this remedy on with Lacey. And, it's and I don't want people thinking this is the only remedy I work with. Oh, no, but... But okay. you need it. Okay. It's called Ignatia. Ignatia. And Ignatia Amara. And it's, um, it's a remedy for... Like in the old books... For highly strung women or girls, like, um, very quick thinking, quick acting, um, very sensitive and lots of abandonment, drama. Um, I, they're idealists and they have this great vision of how everything should be. So disappointment can be really hard for them. They can plummet, you know, they can feel so let down. Um, they, um, what else? They're just dramatic, you know. They can sometimes fall in love with unavailable people. Um, So they just so want to love that sometimes, but they've been hurt, so they'll, like, put a wall around their hearts. So sometimes to be able to love to the degree that they want to, they'll, they'll, like, love a married man or someone who lives in another country because they can put all their love into that person without any risk of getting hurt. However, so they're the people that they're like, I'm totally sane when I'm single, but when, when I'm in a relationship, I'm so crazy. And so it's kind of like situational insanity, but all related to f- abandonment and, you know, not being loved and all that stuff.
0: I just didn't want to interrupt you because everything you're saying, I told you about an argument I had yeah. with the person I've I've dated in the past. Yeah. And... There could be an argument that happens, like a casual argument, no big deal, a disagreement. It can be worked through. But I will plummet because I hate that it isn't perfect. I hate that the argument happened. Yes. I hate it so much. And I'm so like, my heart sinks and I go, why did that need to happen? And then I spiral that something bad even happened. Um. So that's that happened that's happened a lot and really shows me It's like, oh my God, the fact that it happened, they probably hate me now. Like, and mm-hmm. it can never be okay because we had this thing. How can I ever trust them again? Because it's imperfect. It could have been perfect. We had a great day. Why did this happen right now? Even though we're over it, I can't trust them. Why this ha- and always relationships with like drummers of in bands? Oh, you know, always I've always drummers? I've just always drummers, but long distance. Long distance, or they're on tour, or they're emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Married men have come after me a ton. And I've been like yeah, but always long-distance relationships, unavailable men. Yeah, I am total romantic. I want it to be perfect. And then when it isn't, yeah, my heart sinks completely. Ignatia wants everything to be perfect, but especially their, the love
1: relationship, you know. And, and they have a delusion that they're married. <clears throat> so some, some of the remedies, like all of the remedies in the old books have delusions. Like that's somehow sometimes how you identify what remedy somebody is. And... um so you know they could meet somebody and immediately they're in their mind they're married, you know.
0: Yeah. Put
1: all their eggs into that basket.
0: Oh yeah, I get. I, I call that intense. I call that like I'm in a French film. It's I'm passionate. I'm intense. But usually, that's why I like to meet a fucked up kind of traumatic. That's the, guy. all those
1: French girls are ignatia.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why, I that's why, I like codependent relationships, because I feel like if you meet somebody who's on the level, even though they Boring. go away, <laughs> yeah. But if you meet somebody on the level as you and they're into it too, oh, I see. then yeah. then you have a good time. It's like, oh my god, you're both into. But then usually they end up getting cold, and they they turn out to be like um, narcissists or like oh, they'll, yeah. they'll play the game with me, but then they'll they're a narcissist and they'll go away. Yeah. And recently, I had a, um, I was just struggling emotionally, and the funny thing is when I notice when I struggle emotionally or I feel like um. I'm wanting to cause drama in my relationship, or if I'm feeling like, have I ruined it? Am I being annoyed? Is he mad at me? This and that, or like, or there's some. If I'm struggling, uh, and I get really dark and low and feel sad, I'll have this intense urge to call my father, who I haven't spoken to in four years, and then my boyfriend and my mom and my therapist say, Don't do that. Don't do that. And, they'll, and like, they'll be like, that's dumb. Don't do that. He's a monster. He's horrible. He's a narcissist. He's evil. He's only going to say something that makes you feel bad. He probably will not even pick up the phone. Stay away from him. That's not going to be good. So the other day, I got so dark. And I'd been calling him, but he, wouldn't, he would send me to voicemail. And I hadn't talked to him in four years. He's like 80-something. He's really mean. Hates women. Hates me. Cut me out of his life. Cut his son, my half-brother, out of his life, too. Everybody says, stay away from him, including my boyfriend. So I got really low at night, and I thought, I'm going to try him again, because I want to crawl in this weird way. I, I wanted to show up at his doorstep. This is very raw, but I'm putting mm-hmm. on the podcast. I wanted to show up at his doorstep for mul- like for many reasons, really dark reasons. I should, probably shouldn't say. But one of the reasons was I wanted to like go back to the source cause, like my maker, mm-hmm. you know? and. But I thought he would be, think I was breaking into his house and he has guns. I didn't want him to shoot me. But I was like, Whoa. but that could have, that could have. like he's just like something weird, some kind of weird L.A. horrible <laughs> traumatic tr- tr- story could have happened. But I was in a really dark place and I thought I, I want to just show up at my dad's house anyway. Instead of doing that, I called him and he finally picked up the phone. i had been calling him for about a week, straight to voicemail. The other day he picks up the phone and I like, so I was in tears. You know I was like, Daddy, I'm going through all these. You know, I, you, know I, I, you know I I know I've not talked to you in a long time. I know our relationship is horrible. But I, you know, I'm getting off Zoloft. I've been depressed, and I'm just searching. And I, you know, I, our issues, my issues with you, and my upbringing, and all this stuff, like it, it plays out, and has side effects within my romantic relationships. And I just, why well, I just wish we were better. I, I, I love you. Can we, can we talk? Can you just be nice or something? And he was so mean. And I, I learned my lesson in that moment. Like, okay, tried that, and it actually made me feel happy for a second because he was like you're not my daughter you're a oh. horrible person you're you're like i should have stopped talking to you when you're 18 and hang out with all your loser friends who by the way we're all artists we're all in moment now they're all like painters we're very successful but he called them losers but yeah he was like you're not my daughter i'm not your father i should have cut contact with you 22 years ago you're a loser just horrible things and then i told my boyfriend about it and he was like you know i want to uh, he was he was just very nice and supportive at first but he, he didn't understand he doesn't understand why i would go go towards such a mean person because he even from what he's heard he knows my father is going to be vile you know he knows but i'm like you know what can i it's like embedded deeply embedded in me and so i was trying to kind of hurt myself searching for something searching for validation and to fix something going just crawling back in the arms of my maker and i got disappointed but anyway my boyfriend was lovely about it but uh I don't even know why I'm telling you this long story, but it's mm. a, yeah, the abandonment things. And when things get so dark, it makes you want to go to the root cause. So. Yeah. But I'm hoping flower remedies are better. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but that's what's happening lately, as of late. So that's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, TMI. this is the perfect time for this remedy. Yeah. I mean, it's going to blow your mind. I <laughs> hope so. Okay. So I take... Whole Today heart- I'm gonna give you one dose of a, the homeopathic I told you about.
0: Okay, you're gonna feel that within an hour. And what will that shift in me? Let's spell it out because we're going we're getting people ready for the next for the follow up episode. To because I'll just tell you what I felt because I'd had a lot of trauma
1: even before my Saturn return. You know, a lot of abandonment and grief and shock. So that's shock too, the Ignatius shock. Um, and I was given, I was in Boston. I went to see the semipath there and she gave me a remedy. which She didn't tell me what it was. And I took it in her, I, I went to her office in a, in a total um, spaz state because I was late. I got my appointment wrong. I was half an hour late. We were in traffic. Yeah, I had this Syrian driver and like, I just, um, I was so tense when I arrived and I just babbled out my symptoms and she gave me a remedy. And I was like, I, I messed up. I didn't, I I didn't give you the right symptoms. Like I even thought that I did my, my report interview that. wrong. She's like, don't worry, just take this. And then I was waiting for the taxi to come back. And I started feeling like this calm and I felt like everything was beautiful and the rain was coming down and like all the noise went out of my head and I just felt like this, my heart felt open and I felt really happy and calm. And then I got in the car and it was the same taxi driver and I was just like overcome with tenderness for this guy. And like, where are you from? Syria? Really? How was that? <laughs> oh, you know, God, yeah. And then I saw my boyfriend at the time and I felt like love feelings for him that I'd felt shut down too. And I just felt like I couldn't stop smiling. And oh. I felt like for some of you who have experimented with drugs... Kind of ecstasy feeling. Oh, really? Yeah, but but present and grounded, not like, not from like with the drug feeling. It's outside of yourself. You know that you feel different, but it's not you. Yeah, this felt like I'm me, and I felt like, oh, this is how I felt when I was four or before anything happened to me, and I was just like a pure, happy kind of fairy kid, yeah. and um,
0: not in survival
1: mode. Yeah, not in survival mode. Oh, not in survival. i I was holding the mic far away i tend to do that okay perfect now you're back yeah so i mean that's what happened with me i suspect that's you're gonna feel something similar if you can even imagine i mean you should
0: have somebody record it or write it or something i yeah i'm already thinking about how like i'll do this thing where if i talk to do you like the phrase the term healer who do you like the the
1: term oh, healer? I it, Weirdly
0: not. Yeah. I have those little Australian
1: dogs. Uh, oh, they're called healers? Yeah, those Queensland he, healers.
0: Oh, I don't but, know. I, but I mean like your job is people might call you a healer because, right? But you're probably referred to as that, right? As a Hollywood healer? As a healer. Oh, yeah. Like a healing, you have you yeah, know. Yeah, I am, but, but I would never say it about myself. I know because you're, you're too cool because you're like a badass and you're, you're like very self-aware and yeah, I love that. It makes me like even more, but... <laughs> I feel like I would I, my way. My way. My brain works is I'll still find a way to be mad at like my at my boyfriend if I go. Okay, so I'm taking this flower yeah. remedy and I took this thing and blah blah. And now it's changed me and like you have to understand what what I've just been up to and it's very important and it's it's magic and it's like <laughs> it's not magic but, but like magic. It's you have to understand this process. I've just I've, I've experienced a thing now and if you don't right. understand it then. I'll feel separate from you. But this is—you are projecting into the future from the mindset
1: you're in now. You know how we do that. Like yeah. we witness the past from the from the way we feel right now, and we see the past through that lens and the future. Yeah. So once you take that remedy, your it doesn't matter. Your speculation will be totally different, and your brain will stop. You're just stop thinking. I know. You can't. You can't force yourself to... I mean, I guess you could meditate, but... Do you meditate? No. Yeah. Your brain goes as fast... Doesn't
0: it go like my brain? Yeah, but I take lots of remedies for it. Exactly. Well, and also... But I just want to like highlight this because it's important for me and for anybody listening. And if you do the same thing I do, I don't need everybody. I don't need my wife to understand every aspect of me or what I'm up to, right? Like, I can just do my thing, feel better, and then be loving and then see how, how that... See how people react to that, whether it's him or it's like, I don't need to be like because I'm always like thinking I have need to be I need to be understood. Because if I'm not understood and Mm -hmm. I'm and everything I'm up to is not respected and yeah and you know But I think underneath all of that is more like a
1: loneliness. Like you want to be seen.
0: Yes and that's all. When you want to be understood. But if but since he's a guy and most guys aren't into manifestation or If I say like, oh, healing flower remedies, like I'm so into this as, you know, because I'm just, but men, when I talk to men, they're like healing flower remedies, you know? I know. know. And And if they're, if they are into it, then you're like, they're that like
1: top knot guy with, (coughs) that's like, put your foot on my heart. You know
0: what I mean? Annie Hall reference. I love it. Yes. Oh my God. Completely. So I don't even, I don't want to fuck the guy who's into talking about flower remedies for hours. (laughs) so it's all good it's fine and you know what'll happen is sometimes I get mostly women clients
1: unless um, sometimes the men I get are the boyfriends of girls women who've come and they're like they saw such a change in their um, partners yeah that they were like I want to do what you're doing you know so I think if you just take it and you start feeling differently and you'll put out a different thing then he's going to be
0: like, "Wow, what? Is, what is? What's going on?" Yeah, and then my crazy brain goes, "Does he even think there's anything wrong with him? What does he even know what he might need to work on? Like, once I'm perfect, then it's really things are going to really unfold on what he needs to work on, and uh, he better well, have a willingness. This is too much." <laughs> no, I mean the thing is, you're
1: going to be um, in one of the old books. It says it returns the mind to logic you know, like hysterical girls. Because what, hysterical? Irrational, like, "Ah," and and once you take it, you're just going to see things very objectively. It's not like you're the whole problem and he's got no issues. Yeah. But there might be some things that you could say, hey, um, I want to talk to you about this. But now that you're not carrying around all this, like,
0: um, you're not, it's not fraught with so much, you know. I'm not carrying on the weight of like being the one who's addicted to starting problems. That if we yeah. can be calm for a bit, and then think something unfolds, and then we can I can bring it up, he might be more likely to hear, be have for an sure. open mind because I'm not constantly like inundating him with uh with things that aren't actual problems that just give him grief or hassle him when all he's trying to do is be nice. Yeah. and then when something real happens, he'll have a willingness to like look at it. Yeah, because we've been calm for four yeah. days, maybe.
1: Yeah. But I mean, what I'm trying to do is just like, what if you don't affect the experiment for a bit? You know how they say like that mean? when you observe something and it changes it, like atoms when they're observed actually change. Oh, oh sorry, I'm getting far. No, away. you're. Oh, yeah, you were, but now you're good. But um, I wasn't even thinking. You know, about. if you're constantly observing the relationship and talking about it and working on it, then it can't just be. And so I think after this remedy, like you might just be like, hey, this this feels really nice. I'm going to enjoy it. And not, then like in a month I can talk about some stuff. That's so funny
0: you say that because I've had conversations like that too where it's like, and I'll find myself getting exhausted while having a, a, a relationship chat about feelings. And, stuff, and I'm like, fuck. I'm not even as into having these conversations <laughs> anymore even though I'm the one who started it. You're like, abort, abort. Yeah, I'm like, I'm exhausted by me bringing up a thing that we really need to talk about this. Like, we should really talk about this. I see that he's exhausted. I don't blame him. I'm so tired. yeah. It is like nonstop observing, and I've heard that from multiple boyfriends where they're like, "Stop analyzing." It's like, and it is so much more fun when you're like, when you're like, "Oh, we're bike riding," or we're we're talking yeah. about a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to like us all the time. You're so right. Okay, I'm ready to start. Okay, <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't even have to plan it; it'll just
0: happen naturally.
1: Yeah, the not the thing that's not going to happen will happen. I yeah. mean. Not talking about it will
0: happen. Yeah, did that make any sense? I have low blood sugar. No, no, we need to get like fed. I mean, I do too. Um, all right. Oh boy, we are still podcasting. We have an interloper on the podcast. Just kidding. (laughs) Hello, hello. Um. Oh God. I'll edit this little bit out where I'm like uh, thinking about. Are stuff. we having a lull? Are having a little bit of a lull? I mean, we can't have dead air. We won't this have is dead like air. radio. Oh, you're right. Okay, keep it going. We live that. Oh God! No, just, just awful. Hold music. Well, so I take wholehearted. Yeah,
1: that you're gonna take four times a day. Okay, until the bottle runs out in about three weeks to a month.
0: Four times a day. Mm-hmm. You mean with food? any anytime. Food, no food, food, doesn't matter. Whatever. Okay. And you just put it under your tongue. Yeah, and then hold it there for like 10 seconds. Four times a day, how many drops? Four. Four. Okay. So I do that until the bottle runs out. Yeah. And what else do I need to know? And then I'm going to give you this... Oh, you're not going to like this. What? No coffee. You, no coffee. No coffee. Why? Coffee antidote's
1: homeopathy. Why? I don't know. It just does. It's one of the things they found 200 years ago. Wow. If we give coffee, the remedy stops working. And mint to a lesser
0: degree, but mint also. And for those of you who are, you know, love Alexi, diehards, you know that I love my Listerine Mint Strips. I have a complete addiction to Listerine Mint Strips all the time. Mint Strips, Mint Strips, Mint Strips <laughs> in my mouth. And I love coffee, but I can drink caffeine. This, yeah. is, an, this is an important Black point. Tea, Black tea. PG Tips. Earl like Grey, really strong black tea, green tea, yeah. And but can I, can I put half and half in it too into yes. my Earl Grey? Okay. What else can I, do I have to avoid? Sugar, alcohol? No, no. You can whatever. Oh, don't smoke a lot
1: of pot. I Is don't. I don't even that? smoke pot. Well, great. Yeah. Um, don't take LSD.
0: Really? Um, well, like, like a heavy a, drugs might antidote So homeopathy. So I haven't... Okay. So I, I was like microdosing LSD in 2017 <laughs> in Hawaii. Yeah. I did that, but that's like whatever. And I don't need to do mushrooms again. Okay. I've done DMT twice. I like to talk about it because it makes me feel cool. Gives me I a did sense. it once. You, did you like it? I didn't really get
1: the full trip. Like, I decided to come back because it looked like a video game. Yeah. Like, real digital. Yeah. Like, I saw... It looked like asteroids. I don't know if any of you were around in the 80s with asteroids. But like just a digital mountainscape and I'm like, I was like hurling toward it and hurtling. And I just decided like, I don't want to go there. And I just opened my eyes and that was over. I never did it again.
0: Yeah. Why don't you do any of those things either Did you see death
1: or did you feel death?
0: I didn't. And I kept hitting the thing, trying to smoke it, blah, blah. Like, no, I saw like little things like running by that were like kind of neon like from an 80s video yeah. game or like things in a corner being like what? Like, but like neon red and green and just like skittering by. Light became really weird. Um, and then when I did it the second time it was through a DMT vape pen and I cut my eyes closed and then it looked like a Miley Cyrus Wayne coin collaboration or something where it was like all these like mahjong tiles and you could hear a pin drop and and. Uh, but yeah, I didn't see death or anything. No, I did like, the whole thing. I couldn't thing. make sense of it. Like I don't get it. Yeah. You know? And I like, when I did mushrooms, I liked, oh, I wish I could tell you who I got mushrooms from. Whatever. Who cares? Anyway. Yeah. doesn't even matter. But, uh, so just stay away from drugs. No drugs. Kids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Stay no to drugs. Okay. So caffeine, yes. What about, what's the deal with alcohol? Fine.
1: I mean, if you got really, really drunk, that might lessen. Oh, CBD, I think might antidote. Like I took my remedy from the Greek homeopath yeah. that I see and then I felt amazing and then Someone talked me into having some CBD at a... I mean, like just smoking a little, it or, or yeah, a little drops. pen and said, oh, no, there's no THC in it. And I felt like my remedy canceled right away. Yeah. So just maybe avoid CBD. All right. Do you um, meditate? No. Oh, you don't? Med- I already asked you this. Yes. No, I'm really lazy. Me and, too. Um, like it's hard for me to do anything all the time. Even just sit and not think. Yeah, I mean, that people would say, well, that's why you're supposed to do it. Yeah. But, um, but I, do, I just take remedies. Like, if my mind is active, I'll take some remedies and I quiet it down and, you know. Yeah. I feel bad that I don't meditate. Do you exercise? <laughs> um, yeah, off and on. Like, I do yoga and ballet class. Yoga and ballet. I like long walks. I like walks. I, I don't like going uphill. Yeah. I don't like hiking. Um, I don't love running.
0: Yeah, mean, neither. That's I'm an A blood type.
1: Apparently, oh, we're me good too. with it. Like, Get out of here. Yeah. Of course, you we're, are. Yeah. Well, you know, I was so excited when I bought the um, Eat Right for Your Blood Type book because they're too. like, don't do vigorous aerobic activity. Yeah. Like, long walks. Yeah. yeah. Long walks. Calming. Me. They said meditation was listed under exercise. Oh, yoga. Really? Yeah. Like just things that calm our nervous system. Oh. So it changed my life because I used to beat myself up for not liking vigorous aerobic activity. Yeah. But now I know it's not right for us. It'll age us.
0: Oh, really? Peanuts are good. Pineapple Mm because of the enzymes. Blueberries. Blueberries. Coffee is actually really good. Salmon. Uh But I won't have the coffee because I'm into the remedy and I want to get better and be happier. Yeah. Black beans. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. He's big on
1: tofu. That's the only thing that I'm not
0: not into. Do you eat meat?
1: I just started eating meat because, um, how do I not go into this? But I was living in a house that I think has mold. And so I've become really sensitive to a bunch of foods and I think grains are aggravating me, but I used to not eat meat and eat fish once in a while. And now I've introduced some fowl. Oh, okay. And it's kind of weird, but forcing myself.
0: When you date. I'm doing
1: the bone broth.
0: Oh, oh, I've got to have, I have, I bought beef bone broth and chicken bone broth, but I got it from Trader Joe's. So I'm like, does that mean it's not risky. good? It's risky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Probably a little bit risky. A little E. coli is fine. Oh, it's boy. in your immune system. What happens when you date somebody and you tell them what you do? Are they like, if you get a certain reaction from them, are you like, I'm out of here? Or do you have a willingness to be like, oh, you
1: know? Yeah, I can't expect everyone to be so interested in it. And and I have to not be a practitioner. Like, you know, there's a danger of if I meet someone new, like, oh, I'm going to fix them. Like, I can fix anything that's wrong with them. Or, yeah. And... um. I'll get into questioning mode and like... That and sounds par- great. No, would they want. It's... would love being a homeopath because you ask all these questions. Yeah. But like, um, you know, I put my homeopath hat on and I'm questioning this person that I'm intimately involved with, but I'm a practitioner and they think I'm, we're just talking. And I'm like, you know, with my notepad yeah. kind of taking their case and it's probably not good. Like they pro- probably not the best. You were supposed to be objective and you can't really be about somebody you involved with but oh, your question was um
0: what if they're not into it or take an interest or think it's woo too woo woo for lack of a better word or phrase i'll overlook that you will maybe it's good you diagnose them and then then like you know i don't know i'd feel so lucky if i were if like if i were your boyfriend or whoever well, like i know i, mean, I know and I'll, like they
1: don't realize what they have seriously like a concierge healer at their fingertips all their dreams
0: know? can come true yeah. all the pain can go away yeah but because I feel like, uh, but then do you have your own? You have? Do you still have your own issues? No, I'm perfect. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I heard. I read it on the blog, and uh, no, just it I, <laughs> I can move into my next incarnation oh now because I've done everything I need. Oh my god! Um, no, I have a lot of issues. And you just so even though yeah, because I think it's like some kind of weird myth where it's like oh you know if you do this kind of work you've got to be perfect and this and that but it's like sometimes I'm such like, a mess. Well, sometimes I don't think that's true, but I think sometimes. Like for me, it, like the search, the suffering leads to the searching, which is like what takes you on the path to doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so. If I hadn't suffered like that, I might be an actress or something I right know. now. Or
1: like, I don't know what I'd be, yeah. but, but I felt like that was what I, everything that happened was supposed to happen to get me where I am. You know,
0: what do you want next? Like what's happening next and where can people find you? And, um, I have a website. Very cool. AlexisSmart.com. AlexisSmart.com. Two um, S's. That's all right. Oh, that's how. Oh, I'm can't. That's too personal. I'll talk yeah. about later. Yeah.
1: Um. And then, uh, you know, I do consultations private. And then, I want to write a book, and I want to, I want a little bit more time to to do things like that. You know. Yeah. But um, it'll happen. Consultations in person only or via Skype? Um, via phone. I, per, I don't want to see somebody while I'm talking. You know, it's, it's distracting. Really? Yeah, because it's like such a new technology. We didn't grow up with, or maybe uh, you did. But, you know, when you're looking at someone, there's that whole thing. When I just hear their voice, I yeah. can kind of tap into things better. I like to see a photo of the person first.
0: Yeah. So, so you do it over the phone so you can be anywhere.
1: Yeah. Or WhatsApp if they're in Europe or Oh, wherever. that's great. In so,
0: Dubai. I love this. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have any kind of remedy for... This off the top of my head because you were talking about, you know, you, you, you're going to write a book. So that is a hard thing to do. If I were trying to write a book, I would have difficulty because I am a procrastinator. Yes. I'm lazy. What remedy do you have? So to get off your ass and write a book. Ganesh. It. Oh, that's the Ganesh. Yeah. Okay. So that one has...
1: Okay. A lot of these remedies, some of them I made for myself. So like that particular one I made for myself because these are issues I have. And and it has clematis to help you, um, for the dreamer, to kind of manifest their vision. And um, it has all these remedies for indecision, not trusting your intuition, in, um, vacillating, hesitating... Um, self-doubt and, and discouragement, like all the things that happen when you're assault, like trying to do something on your own, something creative and, you know, and sabotaging. The,
0: and the wholehearted will help with the obsessive thoughts of, of, of abandonment or being needy. Because I feel like once those obsessive thoughts fall to the wayside, then you can go, okay, now I can get to work on my my life's purpose, my life purpose, and, my, and what would lead to, like, yeah. personal fulfillment and all this stuff. And that's when the procrastination of, like, okay, well, I'm not obsessing about romance yeah. now, but now I'm just going to, oh, uh, I don't well, want to do Well, it this. might be like, from the same core wound, like, that
1: Procrastinate If you heal, if you take the wholehearted and you heal that stuff, that might kind of, through some side effect, help with writing and other things. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's good. Because you're not using all the energy to obsess to obsess or heal or manage or yeah micromanage and you know micromanage other people there's room it's going to be room in your mind for creative thoughts instead of what if thoughts what if bad thought bad things
0: happen wow you know yeah how did you meet lacy
1: lacy phillips i some pop up or some. I mean, and then around Echo Park.
0: Yeah, like a year ago, two years, ago? A couple ago? Of years ago. I time I have, who three, knows four maybe who knows yeah maybe
1: four years ago we met, and I knew she had a website and like would talk about products and but she wasn't doing what she does now and then that I don't know when she started doing that but she kind of exploded and wow yeah and, um but then we we met like a year and a half ago and she really helped me make a decision about leaving this house with mold. <laughs> That's great, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, which sounds funny now because anyone would be like,
0: just here. why are you staying? Yeah, what, what was with that? It's really cheap
1: it? and cute and I've been there 17 years. And all that time and I had symptoms, I thought it was all from the malaria. Oh. Like, oh, I guess my liver's still... Sl- you know, I just felt bad for a long time. Yeah. And then I figured it out that it was mold. How did you figure it out? It was by a weird series of things, but like I had a migraine for days and days, and I took the normal like Advil and Excedrin migraine, and it didn't work. And I took this antihistamine that I had, a natural one, and it, my headache went away in 10 minutes. What's, and I went, oh my God. So I looked at the ingredients, and all of them I'd taken before, except there was one thing in it called L-cysteine, which is an amino acid, and it's a mold binder. And I went, oh my God, this is a mold headache. And I re- realized I do feel better when I leave. I was traveling a lot, and uh, I felt better when I leave my house. And I started kind of looking at this, at you know, I've had leaks and stuff like that, and it's an old house. And
0: what was this natural uh, antihistamine you are taking? Oh, it's called dehist. Dehist. Great. It's kind of expensive. Can you get it at Whole Foods or no? Air One. I. You got to get it on Amazon. Amazon dehist. It Hissed. really works. And there's a mold binder in it, and then that took the thing away. You knew. Yeah, and then I
1: kind of reverse engineered, like, okay, if this worked for my headache,
0: oh my God. then it
1: must be a mold thing. And then, um, so, but Lacey, you know, I talked to her about the house, and she's like, just get out of there. And Did you sell it? Did you own it? No, I rent it, and yeah. now it's just sitting there, like, I have to either leave it or i got to figure out what to do.
0: You're out of there.
1: Yeah. You've already figured out. But it. I, I mean, uh, people are trying to get me to get money from the landlord. And, you know, I just, because I've had this mold thing, I haven't really felt up to a legal battle or stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're still healing from that, right? Yeah. 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 How long does it take to heal from mold? I don't know. God. I mean,
1: part of it is just leaving the mold environment, which I have done and I feel much better. What's crazy though is that ever since that happened, every client I've had has had... Like a mold story. I've been
0: it's, hearing a lot of mold stories. Yeah. Like on Instagram, and this this cute couple. They lived in a house and they're like chronically ill, like yeah. horribly sick. And then they wrote this whole post, being like, oh, you know, please look into this. This is it was gonna, it was killing us. They could have died.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's getting more prevalent, but it also seems like I have always attract. People who are going through things that I'm going through in my life. Really? Yeah, and I can't be like, oh my God, me too. I'm old. I'll tell them some of my experiences if if it helps. But yeah, it was like everyone I talked to, 10 people in a row had a mold story.
0: Yeah. What are we both going through? You and I? Just having the same shaped head and haircut and vibe and eyes and bangs. and 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 like, no, it's so strange looking at you.
1: We're like versions of... Do people think you look ice- Icelandic? I get that a lot.
0: I haven't really heard that. I heard I look like I'm in the dark crystal. Oh my god, the dark crystal!
1: I can show you. Did you say the, the dark crystal? Yeah, yeah. Someone just sent me on Instagram like a picture of that puppet
0: with the ear out, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I that's have the you. Ear out. Yeah, it was playing in uh, Silver Lake or no, Los is at the whatever Los <laughs> Feliz something or other. I don't know. <laughs> um, at the Vista, and I missed it. I've never seen it, but I've seen so many photos. And I went to yeah. a Jim Henson exhibit.
1: But don't you ever? Aren't you like? Because you get told you look like the Dark Crystal
0: puppet, don't you? Aren't you like? Could someone just say I look like you know Francois like, Hardy or something? Totally. Or some could somebody say? Well, I get like Sissy Spacek, or I get a lot. Of, I get Shelley Duvall. That's. Ugh. But but then also like I don't mind people you don't saying look that like Shelley Duvall. I don't think I do either. She's got a very narrow face. Yeah. You've got, like, a Christopher Walken-shaped face. Oh, or like think communion. So? Like, you have, you know... Is this why I love Christopher Walken and why I love Michael Shannon so much? Because I feel like he has, like... Does a, he have that face? I feel like he's got a solid face. Well, this is podcast evolving into just face shapes and... Uh, who knows for knowledge? She <laughs> says, um, well, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. What else do I need to know? We want to get out into the ether. We know where to find you. We know what the website is. We know where to find you on Instagram at... Oh, I'm Alexa Smart. Flower Remedies on Instagram. All right. It's catchy. It is catchy. It's a lot of typing. How dare you? And the house you're staying in, the owner of the house is uh, putting up with our bullshit as we're wrapping this podcast up. We are landing this plane so we can have his house back. God forbid he should be comfortable in his own home. I mean... <laughs> he taught us how to uh, re... Um, yeah, you guys, uh, exclusive podcast you, uh, you know, info. I, uh, yeah, I reformatted Reformat. my SD card for the first time in my life. So it was a crazy, you know, crazy hysterical moment during the podcast, but we figured it out. Anyway, thank you so much. This was a real treat. Well, thank you for <laughs> treating me and all my problems and all my issues. And I'm just excited to have you in about a month, a month and a half, whenever I can get you on the show again, and we can see if I've healed or from a bigger mess and, uh, you know than where I started. I but to but I feel like I'm going to get better. You are all right. Here's to me healing. Let's pop that stuff in my mouth as soon as possible. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. Bye. Bye.